Welcome to another episode of No Parachute. Today is uh, February 20th of 2020, so it's 022020, one date. Uh, Thursday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time, we have a continuation of James, but we've moved into chapter 2, verses 1 through 9, and we move into Psalm 34, verses 2 through 3, 4 through 5, and five, 6 through 7. And then the Alleluia is John 6, 63C, and 68C. And again, a continuation, <clears throat> excuse me, from Mark's Gospel, chapter 8, verses 27 through 33. James uh, continues after it. He is, uh, he, he doesn't hold any punches, James. And uh, he starts with, Kind of a rebuke. Brothers and sisters, show no partiality as you adhere to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. For if a man with gold rings and fine clothes comes into your assembly and a poor person with shabby clothes also comes in and you pay attention to the one wearing fine clothes while you say to the poor one, sit at my feet, you have not made, have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, did not God choose those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs to the kingdom that he promised to those who love him? So uh, I'm going to skip down a little bit. However, if you fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. So uh, not only are we called to help the poor, the widows, the orphans, but we're called to serve them <clears throat> without partiality. Um, this isn't to say if you're in prison ministry that you should be holding that in your house. You know, that's, uh, but having the, uh, it's it's pretty straightforward here. I, I actually don't have a whole lot to give. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching a little bit because it's so James. This is why I love the book of James. He just sits there and jabs, 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 and then right hook. Because um, this whole time, show no partiality, show no partiality, jab, jab, jab. Um, did not God choose the poor to be rich in faith? Jab. If you fill the scripture and love your neighbors yourself, you're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm doing that jab. But if you show partiality, you commit sin. Boom, right hook. And, um, you know, I think it's worth examining one's life saying, am I doing this? Am I, am I showing partiality? Am I, uh, am I loving my neighbor as myself, no matter who that neighbor is? So into the Psalm, we have Psalm 34. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. From 7a. Uh, this is uh, one of the, I, I guess, psalms that I hear, I have heard a lot in my youth. I will bless the Lord at all times. All praise, his praise shall ever be on my lips, is the song version, but on my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me cry and be glad. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us together extol his name. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. 
Look to him that you may be radiant with joy and your faces may not bless with shame. When the poor one called out, the Lord heard. And from all his distress, he saved him. Blessed are the poor in spirit, I think is probably the better translation of poor in this. Although, quite frankly, it could just be monetarily. But I like to <laughs> show no partiality uh, in my uh, reading of scripture. And so those that are humble and poor of spirit uh, believe that you know, by myself, I can do nothing, but through Christ, I can do all things. When that person cries out to the Lord, he is heard and the Lord saves him. John 6, the beautiful uh, bread of life discourse. We're at the very end of it here where Jesus, this is the hallelujah, uh, where Jesus has lost a majority of the people following him because he keeps saying, eat my body and drink my blood, or you have no life within you. Uh, he turns around to the disciples and says, will you leave also? And so these are the words of Peter. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. You have the words of everlasting life. Right before this, he says, where would we go? So I really like how the Alleluia actually ties into the gospel um, and how the psalm and first reading tied together so well. Um, but in Mark... Jesus and his disciples set out for the villages of Caesarea Philippi. Um, we've started a lot of the readings going through Mark in the last week or so with Jesus sets out to the village of Tyre and Sidon. Jesus is in the region of Dalmantha, Dalmanutha. Um, Jesus and his disciples are in Beth, uh, Bethsaida. And now, so I, I went back and looked and... Uh, I think it was yesterday's reading that said, uh, or the day before, they got in the boat to go to the other side. And that's when the disciples realized they only had one loaf of bread. Uh, and so they're going to the other side, going north on the Sea of Galilee to Bethsaida. And when they get to Bethsaida, they go north again to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, which is basically due east from Tyre, from, you know, the Tyre side, and they're on the Mediterranean Sea, and so you go straight east, basically to Caesarea Philippi, which is straight north from the Sea of Galilee. These are trying to get all of this in my head to remember where these stories and, and how they happen in order. I hope that helps you guys. Um, so, but along the way, so they, they were in a boat to Bethsaida, now they're walking to Caesarea Philippi. So along the way, uh, Jesus says, who, who do people say that I am? His disciples responded, John the Baptist, other Elijah, still other the prophets. And he asked, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said in reply, you are the Christ. And in <clears throat> Mark and Luke's gospel, it kind of ends here. Jesus warns them not to tell anyone about it. He, he goes on a little bit uh, here saying that the Son of Man must suffer greatly, be rejected by the elders, chief priests, scribes, be killed, and rise after three days. Uh, in Matthew's Gospel, in before he gets into telling him that the Son of Man must suffer, um, Jesus responds to him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. 
And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys, the page of the Bible, to the, king, to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Messiah. So, kind of an important piece that Mark and Luke leave out, right? It's a huge part of our Catholic faith. It's the, the beginning of the papacy, basically. Um, and it gives, to me, it gives some context as to why Peter then would take Jesus aside, right? He's, he's now the, the King B of the disciples and he's the rock that uh, his church is going to be built on. So Peter's going, okay, you know, I can kind of speak my mind a little bit here. So uh, after Jesus says, you know, he's going to have to be killed and rise after three days, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. We're, we're back in today's gospel in Mark. At this, Jesus turned around and looked at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, get behind me, Satan, for you are thinking as, not as God does, but as human beings do. Um I mean, there's a lot to say within the context and relationship between Jesus and Peter that just happened in the length of this story. You're the Messiah, Peter says to Jesus. Jesus says back, you're the rock on which I'm going to build my church. I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and then get behind me, Satan. I mean, that's a pretty narrow stretch. I mean, the walk to Caesarea Philippi was probably a couple days. So who knows if these happen? Boom, boom, boom. But um, when I read, you are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do, I think, dang, how often in every day of my life is that me? So Lord, today we ask that you give us a mind to think as you do and not as humans do. Give us a heart to see and hear your plans for us and your voice. We pray all these things in your holy and precious name. Amen.